having someone with 25 years of sales experience is a total high for me. I'm honored to have Rob Corniels on the show today, who is a thorough salesperson. And we have a very interesting conversation on what is the key selling point for various niche and industries. So it is a very interesting conversation we are having. Listen on. Fall in love with selling as you acquire the right mindset, selling style and sales process that helps you take your business solution to more prospects, potential clients and the world at large. If you are a women entrepreneur who is looking to get more sales, scale and sustainability in your business, you have reached the right place. I'm Roshni Baronia. Your host for the show is The Sales, which is all about helping you bring your authentic and influential self to each sales conversation. Hello, Rob. I am super thrilled to have you as a seasoned sales coach on this show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Rashi. It's great to be with you. Thank you. So, Rob, please tell us a little bit about yourself, what your firm does, and your international bestseller, The Sales Game Changer. I'd be happy to. So my firm is Game Face Incorporated, and we are in our 26th year of business. We're located in the state of Utah in the, in the United States, and uh, we are a sales and leadership training company working with all kinds of companies and industries around the world. And as you mentioned, this last year, I was able to complete a book that I've been working on for some time that was based on the work that I've done with so many tens of thousands of business owners and entrepreneurs and sales professionals. And that book is called The Sales Game Changer, How to Become the Salesperson People Love. And we were very fortunate when it was uh, in its pre-sale, it became an international bestseller within about 12 hours on I think four different continents. So just recently has come out as far as the, the Kindle version, the ebook and the print edition is coming out in a couple of months. Awesome. Awesome. Best of uh, luck to you. And uh, sure, I'll grab my copy for the same. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, uh, you are the right person for us to know from that how to sell your products, programs or service across various niches. And that's what we are going to deep dive into today, right? Just to give you a context, our uh, audience is predominantly women entrepreneurs and small business owners. And uh, one thing which we need to learn from great sales professionals, seasoned sales professionals is that they always practice by the statement, sell the sizzle and not the steak, which means we have to sell the benefits of our business solution, right? So can you break down for us, how does one sell benefits of their solution? Well, that is a very good question, which, as you know, Roshni, could take us a long time to discuss, but I, I will try to be very efficient in my answer. First of all, one of the reasons why I named my book the way I did, the subtitle being How to Become the Salesperson People Love, is that too often we run up against salespeople we don't like. And right. I think right. the reason we do is because frankly, there's a lot of sizzle and no steak. There's a lot of talk, a lot of empty promises they cannot meet or keep. And so as consumers, as buyers, we often get turned off by salespeople who always seem to, as we say, talk a good game. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to actually delivering measurable outcomes for us, we question it. I want to be very clear when I talk about this, that for me, it's really not a salesperson, a professional salesperson, the best are not the kind that can out-talk the next person or out-negotiate or put a spin, a positive spin on everything that's being said or beat them in a, an argument or a debate over objections. 
The sales game changer is really a salesperson people love because they are committed to and know how to deliver valuable results to us through their product or service. And so while we often talk about the word benefits, and you brought that up, in my firm and in our book, we don't talk about benefits, we talk about results. Because a benefit is, for me, it's it could be something small, it could be just temporary, it could be almost an ancillary byproduct of my product or service, but a result is more meaningful. A result is something that frankly, at the end of the day, when we put our heads on the pillows at night, we want to think that we actually accomplished results that day, um, that we achieved or obtained results. So all of our communications with our buyers, with our prospects is centered around this idea of providing them the results, not that we're looking for, which would be another sale, another client, but the results that they're looking for utilizing our product or service. And as we communicate that, we become the salesperson, not only that they like talking to, but they'll actually learn to love because it makes us so unique and different from all the other salespeople who are just focused on products and uh, features and benefits. Right. So could you give us a little, some examples about what those results look like from any of your experience or industries that you've worked on? Yes. And that's a very good question. At the same time, it's a question that's hard to answer for any one audience. And I say that because what we do with our clients and those that we train and those who read my book will understand this. When we're working with a particular organization, whether it be a a small business, a family-owned business, or a large multinational company, is we ask them, what are the results that your prospects, your market, your audience is looking for, irrespective of your product or service right now? Now, that may sound a little counterintuitive. Why would we want to know what results they're looking for when they don't have anything to do with our product or our service? But what I would say to my clients and my readers is this, if you can identify the results that the people who you want to be your customers and clients are looking for, even if you don't exist, and then once you've identified what those results are, whether it be, for example, in a business, if it's a small business, a a startup company, they're obviously looking for funding. They're looking for clients. They're looking for talented personnel that they can bring onto their team. They're looking for a way to differentiate themselves from competitors. So when you start to identify what results they're looking for, then you ask yourself, as the salesperson who's going to be calling on them, how does my product or service help them achieve that or those results? And once you've identified what those results are that they're looking for and the way that you can contribute to them, now you're ready to make a sales call. And that sales call is a rich conversation because it's focused on them. And once you and they are on the same page, meaning you've been able to communicate to them, look, I have a really good idea now of the results that are important to you and your firm and your staff. And I have a product or a service that will help you get there. It'll be a a source for you, a resource, a tool, a device to help you get where you're looking to go. And so that's how we begin those conversations. We start by focusing on the results they're looking for. Some of those we already know in advance, some we have to explore with them. And then we introduce our product and service. Usually salespeople do it the opposite way. They right. start a sales call or a meeting with, hey, let me tell you about all of our what great products and services. So that's backward. Awesome. Awesome. That's a huge uh, takeaway that you've shared for us that uh, we have to first look at what are the results your client is trying to achieve and then 
how your product, program, or service fits into contributing into their life as to how they are achieving that result. That's well said. Working that's backwards. That's a good summary. Wow. Yes. wow. That's awesome. So Rob, if we look into specific niches with you, because you worked across so many industries, what would be some of the key selling points across some of the industries, let's say nonprofits? So what should be the core of their sales pitch? Yeah, that's um, that's an interesting question. I've worked with a lot of nonprofits. In fact, I've served on the board for many nonprofits, working with their wow. what we call development officers and people that are out there trying to raise money mm-hmm. or trying to increase membership. Most nonprofits, I think your listeners would agree if they're in that space, most nonprofits tend to approach potential partners or funders or members kind of with their handout saying, hey, we have a good cause, please support us. Now, I don't fault them for that approach. And obviously, if you are part of a nonprofit, you have deep feelings about your cause or your mission. But here's the thing that we have to do. When we're approaching a potential donor or potential member who we want to join our our organization, once again, we have to ask them, what is this potential donor trying to accomplish today? irrespective of our organization, if we didn't even exist. Why did they get up this morning? If they're retired, what are they looking for? Well, I would suggest, for example, and these are just examples, someone who's retired who might be a good donor, they're probably looking for legacy. They're looking for peace of mind. They're looking for simplicity, convenience. They're looking for something that gives them a sense of worth and accomplishment. So when I am approaching them as a potential donor, guess what I'm going to lead off with? I'm going to say, I represent such and such organization, but the first thing that I want to bring to their attention is that we understand and appreciate that at their status in life, the end of their career, or as they're nearing retirement, we understand some of the things that are probably most important to them are security, legacy, safety, health, community, family. And through an association with our organization, we believe we can bring those things to you or we can expand what you're already getting in those areas of your life through, again, an association with our organization. And that's why we'd like to have a conversation with you because we think your interests are something that we can help you achieve through an association. And then that's how this conversation begins. And then when they say to themselves, well, that's absolutely right. That is what I'm looking for. That, That is why I get up every morning. And then you have an opening now to let them know how working with your organization, funding your organization can help them get those results. And uh, and I do the same thing with businesses as well, but you asked specifically about nonprofits. So that's how I approach a nonprofit prospect. And it's quite refreshing to them because usually if they're a donor possible or a potential donor, they're very accustomed to people just calling them asking for money and say, we'll get to the money momentarily. First, let's talk about what's most important to you right now. And that leads to great open conversation. Do you often face feast and famine cycles in your business? Do you set lofty income goals but don't know how to achieve them? Then this is the time for you to wear the CEO hat and take charge of your sales with the Personal Sales Planner. This sales planner is an all-in-one tool for solopreneurs like yourself to help you manage and grow your sales every single quarter. From mindset and motivation to strategy and implementation, tracking and monitoring to review and reflect. 
selection. Everything that you need to crush your sales targets and meet your income goals is within this 90-day planner. So grab one for yourself from the link given in show notes at bit.ly slash psp-37. This is the best way for you to bring in predictable revenue growth in your business. So grab your planner from bit.ly slash psp-37. The link is given in show notes. That's a massive shift in the approach that I've seen so many social enterprises who have that approach that they approach corporates and organizations with a handout that, yes, I'm here to seek your funding. But this is like totally flipping the conversation as to the corporate is at one end and the beneficiaries are at the other end and the non-profit is just the channel to help that communication going. That That's absolutely right. Wow. And so if you look at your organization as the driver to get yes. people to the results they're looking for, to get them to the results destination that they're searching for, now you become not someone who's just begging for support, but you become someone who they view as a partner, as a friend, as a confidant and an organization that they see value in. And then they're much, much more prone to want to be supportive to you, to drive your mission with you. Right. That's so massive. So now, Rob, if we look into the niche of coaches, so mm. there is a lot many niches that we are hearing in coaches from business coach to sales coach to life coach to mindset, health coach, fitness coach, every other <laughs> domain has a coach now. So how do they sell their niche? Because we have so many niches in coaching now. Well, once again, and please forgive me if I'm sounding redundant here, but I consider what I'm discussing with you right now, Roshni, is principles. Right. These are principles that apply across industry. They apply across organizations that are large and small, whether a salesperson is new or and young or whether they're seasoned. These principles apply across the board. So again, if I'm working with, let's say that I'm advising a coach on how they can become more effective in their salesmanship, even though perhaps they don't like sales. Right. Uh, they never wanted to be a salesperson. They just want to coach people. But yeah. they've recognized, they've learned to recognize that at some point they have got to go out and sell their services to get that business. So if let's say they were a, um, a fitness coach, Mm-hmm. And I would ask them, who is your target audience? Who are you really going after? Who do you think is going to be your best type of customer or client? And let's say that their answer is it's busy professionals, people who don't have time. They don't think they have enough time to exercise, to stay fit. They have to get into the gym quickly and get out quickly because they got to get to work or they got to get home. So I think the fitness coach may say, that's my target audience. I really want to work with that group. Then I would say to them, great. Now, you know enough about them to answer the following question. Consider three different avatars of business professionals. Perhaps a young professional, someone who is in a leadership role would be a second avatar, and maybe someone who is nearing their end of the career. That's the third avatar. And with each of those, ask yourself, what is most important to them on a daily basis? Again, irrespective of work, irrespective of want to have be recognized at my work or my, or my office. I want to have the ability to be promoted and have stable income. So these are probably some of the things that they're looking for. So then I would say, then that's what you should be selling, that your 
coaching. Right. Yes, that your coaching is the vehicle that will help them accomplish those important daily objectives that they have. So I can help you. I can help you have more quality time with your family through my training program. I can help you stay fit, of course. I can help you stay very alert and keen at work. I can help you get more recognition at work because you're going to be missing fewer days because of your health and fitness. I can assist you in standing out from other people because you've got that vigor and that energy. So all the things that you feel are important to your career right now through a quality fitness program and a coach who will be there for you, knowing what your end game is, knowing what the goal is at the end of the road, well, we can accomplish that together. So I'm not going to talk to you about the mechanics of what kind of exercises we're going to do right now, how many push-ups a day or what kind of diet. That's stuff that we can talk about later. First, let's get an agreement that you and I both understand the results that you want, the objectives you're trying to accomplish. And you know what? Through my program, I can get that for you. And you have that conversation with each of your different avatars. It's a lot of fun. And if a coach is listening to this right now, Roshni, and they're thinking, well, I don't know how I would begin that conversation. Well, there's technique to it, of course, which we talk about extensively in the book. But the thing that I would want to say to your listeners is if you just focus on the results people want, or another word you could use is outcomes, and you make that the driving force behind all of your conversation, the conversation will organically grow. It's amazing how the conversation will just blossom if you root yourself in that principle. Right. Awesome. That's a game changer, at least for people who do not love selling, who do not like to sell because they love to be in their zone of genius. They want to do the work as a health coach, as a fitness coach, but they don't want to go out and have that sales conversation. So if they go out with this objective in mind that they are just discussing the what you are trying to achieve from our work together, just that the how will come later. You're absolutely right. In fact, if I could add one more thought to that, Mm -hmm. a challenge I would give to your audience is this. Let's say they are a life coach or an athletic fitness trainer or a financial advisor, whatever they may be. When someone asks them, so what do you do for a living? Mm -hmm. Maybe they meet someone at a party or uh, they're introduced by a, a friend, a mutual friend. When they're asked, what do you do for a living? The answer is not, I'm a fitness coach. Okay. The answer is not I'm a financial advisor. You know what the answer is? Again, Please. it depends on, on it depends on who I'm talking to right now, but I would say to your audience, you should put an answer together that talks about the results you produce for people, not how you do it. The how can come later. Right. But if you want to get my attention, talk to me talk to me about the outcomes, the results that I can accomplish if I work with you. So if I'm a fitness coach, for example, so what do you do for a living, Rob? Well, what I do is I help people have more energy every day so they can be more productive and happier at night. I just made that up, Roxy. I don't know if that's the right answer. <laughs> but you see, awesome, yes. yes. I, let me say it again. I'm, I'm gonna if I had more time, I could probably come up with a better answer for every one of your audience members. But if I if I'm a fitness coach, coach, what do you do for a living? Well, I help people in the day get more done so they can enjoy more quality time at night with their friends and family. Right. How do you do that? Now the prospect is asking you to sell them Right. because sell rhymes with tell. <laughs> and so they're saying, tell me more. What do you mean by that? And isn't it, wouldn't it be great, Roshni, if every sales conversation
conversation began with the prospect asking us to continue. True. Wouldn't that be that, great? Wouldn't sales be easier? Absolutely. If the questions keep coming in, tell me more, tell me more. That's the part when the fun begins, when the game starts. That's right. Well said. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. That was a lovely uh, conversation and insights that you've shared, Rob. Just to close this on a beautiful note, would you like to just give some two, three specific tips that you always have in your back pocket for making sales conversations very impactful and influential for people who do not have a background in sales? Yes. Thank you for that. First thing I would say, and there's there's so much, but you asked for three. Let me give you three. Yes. Words matter. Mm-hmm. So watch your words. For example, with my English clients, I say to them, get rid of such words as tell, inform, explain, because those words, when you say, I'd like to tell, I'd like to inform you, I'd like to explain something to you about what I do. Those sound very condescending and they sound like I'm just going to pitch you. It's a one-way conversation. That's the salesperson we don't like to do do business with. So instead of tell, inform, or explain, I encourage people to use, again, I I appreciate these are English words. Maybe some of your audience members speak a different uh, native language, but I would say instead of those words, use words like share. I'd like to share with you. I'd like to provide you. I'd I'd like to include you. I'd like to involve you. I'd like to invite you to consider. Those are much warmer words. And it sounds two ways, sounds conversational. The second tip I'm thinking of right now is that for those of you who are listening, who are not quote, dedicated or conventional salespeople, please remember that when you get an objection, it's not a a chance or an opportunity for you to get nervous or to think that your product is not going to be helpful or attractive, but rather every time someone gives you an objection, they're actually saying something positive about themselves, which you should recognize. For example, if someone says to me, I'm too busy right now, I don't see that as a negative. I see that as a positive. In other words, if they say they're too busy right now, it means they're successful at work. They're productive. They have a lot of responsibilities. People rely on them. These are all positive things about them. So rather than get defensive when they say, I'm sorry, I can't talk right now. I'm too busy. What comes to my mind and often out of my mouth is, Roshni, that's fantastic. I understand you're running a very successful business. That's why I want to talk with you. So look at every negative that they say as a positive, and it will totally make you an agreeable salesperson. You don't have to agree with their concern, but be agreeable to their concern, and you'll be the salesperson people love. And then the last thing I have, the last thought that's coming to mind, this is especially for people who are not traditional salespeople, I encourage people to get rid of the term, close the sale. It's not closing when you get an order. It's opening. What are we opening? We're opening a relationship, hopefully a long-term relationship. So if you'll change your mindset, I'm not closing sales. I'm opening up relationships, partnerships, friendships. It makes it so much easier at that moment to say, you know, all we need to do now is um, we just need to agree on, on the date when we'll begin working together. And I can't wait to start bringing you the results you're looking for. So you're opening. If you put closing that word, out of your mind forever, then it, you don't get nervous when that moment comes. But you think, I'm just trying to open up a new relationship here. And that's the kind of salesperson people want to talk to and they want to do business with. Absolutely. That is so massive because instinctively the word close is having a negative connotation to it, but open is opening of possibilities and a new future. So that automatically brings in positive vibes within you. Your mindset gets into the space of working together with a new 
client and building new opportunities, co-creating those possibilities. So yes, opening new relationships is a term that is definitely people should look at when they are having those sales conversations. Awesome. I would add, when you get the order, you're opening up results for that individual or party. Yes, absolutely. So thank you so much, Rob. It was amazing, amazing uh, episode today. I am sure people will have so much to learn from this episode. And uh, sure, guys, do go and check out the book. And I will mention the link to that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Roshni. It's been a pleasure to visit with you. And congratulations on your great podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode. I'm sure you were able to find some key learnings and takeaways from today's episode, which will help you grow your business to the next level. And if that's the case, make sure that you share this episode with two of your business buddies because you never know that they might also find some insight which will help them in their business. Knowledge, after all, grows by sharing it further, right? So do share it with two of your business buddies. Also, if you like Ace the Sales podcast, consider sharing five-star review and rating on Apple iTunes because that will help us take the podcast to many more women just like yourself who are looking to find sales success in their business. Also, it will mean the world to us, especially myself and my team who are putting loads of efforts to bring this podcast to you. And lastly, remember to connect with me on Instagram at Roshni underscore Baronia because I would love to know more about you, your business and what is it that you need help with when it comes to selling so connect with me on instagram leave a review and share the podcast with two of your business buddies i will meet you next thursday stay tuned and stay safe and happy selling